Uh, turn with me today to the book of Hosea. You might say, what? There is a book in the Bible called Hosea, so turn there. Uh, it's right after the book of Daniel. So you should know Daniel. You should know where that's at. Uh, and, uh, and turn with me there. I wanted you to think about uh, today, if someone came to you and said, hey, I've begun reading the Bible can you help me understand the book of Hosea? Um, that'd be a tough assignment, wouldn't it? Uh, we'd have to have a, uh, we'd probably have to do some research. And I thought about in Acts chapter 8, uh, verses 30 through 31, you can look that up later, but Philip ran to him. Uh, so Philip's called, uh, God calls him to go to a, in a, in, to a certain place and he's going to find a certain person there. And he finds that person, and he hears, he overhears that person reading the prophet Isaiah, another tough book to, uh, to explain if somebody said, hey, can you help me understand the book of Isaiah? But Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? And, uh, and the man who was an Ethiopian eunuch, he says, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And so take a minute to think about what happens there. This man's reading a tough book in the Bible to, uh, to grasp and to understand. And, uh, and so Philip says, hey, do you know what you're reading? And the man says, I don't know. I don't understand it unless somebody helps me. And then there's that invitation to come up and sit with him. And so that should be on our heart as believers. To ask God to help us to be used to guide people in understanding Scripture and understanding God's Word. But you're not going to do that unless you're somebody that's striving to grow in your understanding of Scripture. And it's awesome that you're here today. That's a great indication that you're somebody that's striving to grow and to, and to understand Scripture. But to do that, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit's connection. The Holy Spirit was all over what happened with Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. He guided him there. The Holy Spirit was working in the, in the Ethiopian's life, uh, that he had the Bible and he was, uh, had it open and he was trying to understand it. And so we've got to have the guidance and the connection of the Holy Spirit. But then we also have to have relationships with other believers that involve this right here. I sit with them and I open the Bible and we all together ask for help in understanding the Scripture. And that's a key uh, ingredient to growing. There, there's a lot that you can grow in and understand if you just open the Bible by yourself and ask God to help you. That's part of it as well and that's an important part of it. But you're going to reach a limitation where you need connection with other believers to really have some of those breakthrough moments where books like Isaiah and Hosea become alive to you and you begin to really glean from them. And so to understand the book of Hosea, uh, in, uh, in, if you're in a pew Bible, it's on 952. Uh, uh, if you're in one of those ESV pew Bibles, that is, it's on page 9, well, 53, I guess. Daniel's 952. Uh, but to understand the book of Hosea, we need to grow in our understanding of the love of God. What is God's love really like? Uh, I've got I've to have a heart that wants to know that. 
uh, that, that wants to know what is God's love really like and, and, uh, and, and how do I understand that? And then how do I understand God's relationship to the people of Israel? And that's an important element to grasping Scripture is to understand God's unique relationship to the people of Israel and then how we apply that to our lives as Americans, uh, as Texans, I should say, I guess. Uh, and, uh, and so one of the things we begin to see is that God loves the nation of Israel so much, and you see this all throughout Scripture, that He sends them prophets to call them to repentance. Isaiah was a prophet. Uh, all these different prophets, Hosea, Jeremiah, all these prophets were sent. Ezekiel, you could go on and on. These prophets that were sent to call the people of Israel to repentance. And, uh, and, and, the, and the reason he sent them was his love. Because if they did not repent, God was going to righteously judge them. And righteously discipline them. And allow these godless foreign armies to come and, and to uh, take them captive. Uh, if you look at the, in the ESV Pew Bible, uh, the, the introduction to Hosea reads this. Hosea has been called the deathbed prophet of Israel because he was the last prophet before the northern kingdom fell to Assyria about 722 B.C. His ministry followed a golden age in the northern kingdom with a peace and prosperity not seen since the days of Solomon. Unfortunately, with this prosperity came moral decay. that sound familiar? And Israel forsook God to worship idols. So God instructed Hosea to marry a wife of whoredom, whose unfaithfulness to her husband would serve as an example of Israel's unfaithfulness to God. Hosea then explained God's complaint against Israel and warned of the punishment that would come unless the people returned to the Lord and remained faithful to Him. The book shows the depth of God's love for His people, a love that tolerates no rivals. And so think about that. God loves so much that He sends these prophets and he calls these prophets to go above and beyond. This is, is pretty wild, isn't it? To think about what he's calling him to do. To go marry someone that, that is described as a wife of whoredom. She's going to be unfaithful to him. She's going to sell herself and uh, be unfaithful to him. And he's called to do that to send a clear message to the people of Israel. This is you. This is, what you're go- this is what you're doing to me, God, your creator. Right? And, and, they, uh, and it's a clear message with a crystal clear truth and a crystal clear call to repentance. And, uh, and that's God's love for the people of Israel. And we don't have to try to explain that or try to, well, you know, try to water that down. This is what God did to send a message. This is the links he was willing to go to to send a message about the idolatrous hearts of humankind and who we really are without Christ. Let's pray together as we go on. God, I just thank you for uh, the opportunity uh, to, uh, to open up the book of Hosea today. 
And God, to, to ask for Your help in understanding Scripture for each one of us. And God, that when we are presented an opportunity to share, that we would have uh, answers, that we would have uh, Your voice speaking through us, that we would know and have Your words to share and Your word to say. So we're asking, God, that You guide us, that You help us to understand Your love, but God, that You also help us in our own uh, idolatry, in our own uh, spiritual adultery. Help us, God, to see what we need to do today to get right with You. That we wouldn't play games, that we wouldn't be pretending, but God, that You would move in a mighty way to awaken us, just like Israel needed to be awakened. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. So in Hosea chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, here it is. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Beeri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, Take to yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom. For the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. And so just think about that call. It's pretty shocking. It should be shocking to us. And that was God's point. God loved Israel so much that He was calling them on the carpet for what they were doing. And Hosea loved God enough And he responded to God's love for his nation by saying, yes, God, by being obedient and uniting his heart to a woman, knowing that she would be completely unfaithful to him. Uh, and, and, And so just think about the relationship that Hosea must have had with God to be willing to do this. The easiest way to think about the Hosea is Hosea represented God's faithfulness. He was a faithful husband and the woman who marries, whose name is Gomer in verse three. So he took, he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. And so he marries Gomer. And so she represents Israel's complete unfaithfulness to God. So you have a faithful husband and then Gomer represents Israel And she is the unfaithful wife in that scenario. But Hosea and Gomer are married and they have children together. Some Bible commentators think some of them weren't Hosea's children. But uh, but anyways, but they have children together. And then she is exactly that. She's completely unfaithful to him. She abandons her family. And she does so to pursue immorality and, uh, and in chapter 3, Hosea is called by God to buy her back out of the sexual slavery she's fallen into. And he is to love her as a wife. Look at chapter 3. And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel. Listen to that. Though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins, so I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer of lethage of barley. And I said to her, 
You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So I will also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without effort or household gods. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in the fear of the Lord and in the goodness and in, to His goodness in latter days. And so God loves Israel too much to leave them in their sin. And that's what this represents. Hosea's call to love and to redeem was to buy her back. She wasn't worthy of it. She didn't deserve it. In fact, in the Old Testament times, she should have been stoned to death for what she was doing. But, she, but she, He's called to love her and to redeem her, and to buy her back, and to return to her. And that is a crystal clear example of God's love for the nation of Israel, but also for each one of us. If we skip ahead, the the book of Hosea is filled with poetry, with Hebrew poetry. And in chapter 11, we see a great example of that. When Israel was a child... I loved him. So that's the entire nation in a poetic way. And out of Egypt, I called my son. And so you think back to Moses being used of God to set the people free from slavery. But the more they were called, the more they went away. Ever had a dog like that? The more you call them, I got one just like that. The more they run from you. But anyways, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love. I became to them as one who eases the yoke of their jaws And I bent down to them and fed them. They shall not return to the land of Egypt, but Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. Think about the heartbreak in God's voice as He calls Hosea to write this. The sword shall rage against their cities, consume the bars of their gates, and devour them because of their own counsels. My people are bent on turning away from Me. And though they call out to the Most High, He shall not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within Me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my burning anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not a man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. They shall go after the Lord. He roars like a lion. When He roars, His children shall come trembling from the east. They shall come trembling like birds from Egypt and like the doves from the land of Assyria. And I will return them to their homes, declares the Lord. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies in the house of Judah with deceit. But Judah still walks with God and is faithful 
to the Holy One. Is faithful to the Holy One. So whoever you are today, the book of Hosea illustrates that God loves you. God loves you. And uh, this poem reminds us of that, that God longs for His people to return with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. He longs to see people return. He says that in chapter 14. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquities. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Listen to this. Say to Him, take away all my iniquity. Accept what is good, and we will pay with bulls the vows of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, and we will say no more our God to the work of our hands. In you the orphan finds mercy. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall take root like the trees of Lebanon. His shoots shall spread out. His beauty shall be like the olive and His fragrance like Lebanon. They shall return and dwell beneath My shadow. They shall flourish like the grain. They shall blossom like the vine. Their fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. O Ephraim, what, what have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. I am like an evergreen cypress. From me comes your fruit. Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the upright walk in them. But transgressors stumble in them. For the ways of the Lord are right. Whoever you are, the book of Hosea reminds us that it illustrates that God loves you. That God longs for you to return to Him. He longs to take all iniquity away. When you place your trust in His Son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wants to give you a heart that is not addicted to idolatry to immorality of whatever form and whatever kind. He longs for closeness with His creation. With the nation of Israel, you see that in the book of Hosea. He longs for that closeness with them. But they keep rejecting Him, pushing Him away, running away. And I want to challenge you today, are you seeking God's wisdom? Genuinely and truly, are you trusting in the ways of the Lord? John 3.16, God so loved the world, He sent Jesus Christ His Son. Just like He sent Hosea, you go find Gomer, and you buy her back out of that house of whoredom or wherever she is, and you bring her back as your wife. Jesus Christ came into this world as it is, filled with sin. And He is here to redeem us. He has bought us back with His blood. Jesus is the purest example of God's love for His creation. 
He is the way. He is the truth and the life. And if you do not walk with Him as the way and the truth and the life, then you're going to stumble over Him. You're going to stumble over the Savior Jesus Christ on your way to eternal separation from God in hell. Turn to God today. Just like these Old Testament prophets called for repentance before judgment, God is calling for repentance today. Hosea's message of repentance is just as relevant today as it was thousands and thousands of years ago. The deep love of God. He has deep love for for all people. And that hasn't changed. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone, whatever they are, whoever they are, to come to repentance in Jesus Christ. Look at this prayer in Ephesians 3, 17-19. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Is Christ dwelling in your heart through faith today? Do you know that? Can you honestly say that to yourself? Can you thank Jesus? Jesus, thank You for dwelling in my heart through faith. That You, being rooted and grounded in love, being rooted and grounded in the love of God in Jesus Christ, are You rooted and grounded in His love? Gomer wasn't rooted and grounded in His love. The nation of Israel wasn't rooted and grounded in His love. They kept selling themselves to other things, to idols and immorality and all these other instant pleasures. Are you rooted and grounded in the love? He says that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the How wide and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Are you striving to know the love of Christ? Surpasses knowledge. Google. Can't find that on Google. You can't find that with the brightest minds in the secular world. They can't comprehend the love. They can't know the love of Christ without faith, without trust. Are you seeking to know the love that we see illustrated in Hosea? Are you seeking to be filled with all the fullness of God? If you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ today, As we close and have this time of invitation, that's number one. Look at your own heart. You're going to reap what you sow. You can't pretend with God. He knows everything. Repent of your sin today and turn to Him. Say, from this day forward, Lord Jesus, I'm going to follow You. I'm going to serve You. I'm going to depend on You moment by moment for my daily bread for everything that I need. Turn to Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin and believe that He is God's Son. That He died on the cross for your sin. That God raised Him from the dead. That He ascended into heaven and that He's coming again. 
Believe today in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love that is so clearly illustrated to us in the book of Hosea. God, forgive us for our tendencies to to be adulterers in our relationship with You, just like Israel was. God, forgive us for idolatry. Forgive us for whatever it is in our lives that puts You in last place. And God, if there's any here today that You know you're, You're buying them back, God, they know that today is a day of redemption. Today is a day to leave those sins, to leave that life of godlessness and to be saved and to believe in You. Help them right now to pray that simple prayer. Help them right now to invite You into their life. Help them right now to confess their sin. Help them right now to believe in You, Lord Jesus. Help them right now to enter into a relationship with You that will never end. And God, we just pray today as believers as we close that You help us to search our own heart. There may be idols that we need You to crush. Whatever they are, wherever they're found, God, help us to get right with You. That we might see Your Spirit move in Walnut Springs. That we might see Your Spirit move in our families and in our workplaces and in this world. Move with power today as we close this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.